You're listening to the midweek service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from our guest speaker. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. Well, I just counted an honor uh, again to speak to the folks here at the church. And uh, I just want to thank Pastor Mark and Pastor Pam for believing in me enough to come here and speak to you. And, and I would just thank them for, for what they've done and what they continue to do in our lives. Amen. Uh, the thing that uh, I guess I got to remember, we got folks watching out there. And you know, folks that are watching out there tonight, you know, we have plenty of room here for you tonight. You don't have to stay home and watch. <laughs> you know, uh, so basically, we're, we're thanking you for watching. Amen. But anyway, tonight, uh, I was working on something uh, for probably about a week and thought I had it all down, and that happens to me many times. But actually, I was going to teach on the kingdom of God, and uh, in, in actuality, it overwhelmed me because, <laughs> because there's so much on the kingdom of God, it would take me forever to get, to get through it. And, uh, and basically, so he changed my route a little bit, and I was thinking about something that happened here at the church back in, actually it was back in 7-11, Pastor Mark was actually sharing, and the Holy Ghost started moving in the church. And when the Holy Ghost moves in the church, something that basically you don't see too often, but this was an actual move that was really a powerful, powerful move. And basically, how it started was Pastor Mark, uh, he, he, he was teaching, and then he was getting close to the end, and he got really excited about the Holy Spirit moving. I mean, he was about, I thought he was walking on air up here for a while. But anyway, as, as he's sharing, and, and then Carol had a prophecy uh, in tongues, and generally, Pastor Mark usually interprets that tongue, but this time it was a changeover. Somebody else here that I don't remember her name actually gave the interpretation. Now, I don't know how many of you have gone back and listened to this message, but I've gone back to it, and I've listened to it about five times already. And, and the name of that message was, There Is No Substitute. There is no substitute, and there is no substitute. So I took it upon myself to call pastor. He's out of town. I, I didn't want to do anything uh, that he wouldn't okay if I did something that he did. But I asked him if it was okay if I would take some of his message that he had that day. And basically what I did was I copied the whole word of the, of the word of the message at the end when he was in the spirit of God. So what I took it on myself that I'm going to read it to you and then I'm going to stop some places and we're just going to elaborate on some of the things that happened that day. Because there's some very, very unique things that I picked out of here and, and, and really powerful things. Powerful for the church. For the time we're coming into. And it seems like since this went forth, there just has been a lot of 
power going on inside of this building right here. And, and basically, so I'm going to just start reading. Uh, don't mind me uh, that I, I'm going to maybe stumble once in a while, but that's okay. But it was signs and wonders, just a beginning, a new beginning. What do we mostly always ask for? Give us a sign and give us a wonder, right? Some of us, some of us are wondering why we don't have a sign. But anyway, just as I'm reading this here, and, and uh, well, forgive me, I'm going to open up in prayer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. Once again, Holy Spirit, that you're our teacher, you're our guide. I thank you tonight as the, as the word goes forth, Father God, that it, will, that it will definitely go into their ears and into their spirit, man, in Jesus' name. And I thank you and I praise you, Father God, that they're, they're going to get fulfilled in Jesus' name. And we just thank you in your presence as we were singing that song, in your presence, hallelujah. We thank you for your, for your power, Holy Spirit, and we just thank you and we praise you for ministering to us. And we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. And we just pray this in the majestic name of our Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. But anyway, it started out. You have a divine DNA. Elaborate on that a little bit. You have a divine DNA. That means, basically, you have inherited. Actually, what he's talking about is the blood that Jesus shed for us, that we have inherited that blood. Amen? Amen. Because once we got born again... We became brand new creatures in Christ Jesus, and we had the old man pass, pass along, but we have the new man that's in us. Amen? How many of you know that you have a new man inside of you? Amen? That new man does a lot, a lot more than we think if we listen real careful. Amen? And so basically, that DNA has got power. We're, we've inherited power because in the blood was power. Amen? Power to heal, power to drive out devils, power to do anything that we actually desire to do with the blood of Jesus. And so as we're going on, he says, you are derived from the father of himself. You are not inferior. And that means lower in rank, status or quality or position. So we should never look at ourselves as a lower part. We should always look at ourselves as what God told us we were. Amen. And, and we got, we'll get into a little more of that. Then he says, or a counterfeit. Have we got any counterfeits in here? <laughs> and that actually is to make an exact imitation of something valuable or important with intention to deceive or defraud. Now, I don't know what you know about paintings, but sometimes there's attributes and sometimes there's a real thing. How do you tell if it's the real thing, and how do you tell if it's an attribute? And it takes a very good expert to find out if it is real or if it's not. And a lot of things have happened in, in our, in our uh, I'd just say, uh, museums where they have big portraits of paintings that some of them are now wondering if they're the real thing. And they paid good money for them. Sometimes $450 million dollars. And they don't know if it's an attribute because people have got so unique in what they do that they can actually copycat, copycat the, 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 the paint. They can copycat 
the, the, they call them pixels in that painting. They can copycat that so close that most of the experts don't know if it is or if it isn't. They do tons of testing to see what kind of paint and what it was painted on, and they do just tons of kind of things. But look at yourself. God has done the same thing with you. He didn't make a counterfeit. He made the real thing. He did it in Genesis, and he still is continuing to do it. Amen? So basically, looking at it from that standpoint, he said, you're not a counterfeit. And that was in that prophecy. And you are not fake. Now, why would, that's, we are not fake. We are, real, we are the real thing and the real deal. Everybody say, I am the real thing, and I'm the real deal. Believe that. Believe that. You need to understand he that is in you is far greater and superior than he that is in the world. And that's in John 4, 4, 1 John 4, 4. We use these words that are divine and supernatural, or we don't use them flippantly as the church thinks. We use words in what they mean, and they are, they are divine and holy. They are beyond natural, they are supernatural, and they supersede all of that. Powerful words there. Amen? There is, now, this one is a little tough. There is someone here. Now, he was taught, I don't know, you know, that someone never did come forth. But he said there is someone here, and that someone here never came forth. And it said the Spirit of God is doing this day. There is a spirit of Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I'm right. There is someone here. The Spirit of God is doing this day. There is a spirit of what? Everybody remember what the word was? Sometimes it pays to go back and look at what your preacher was preaching about. <laughs> a spirit of newness. Newness. What do I mean by that? A spirit of newness and freshness. Now, the, none of these are my words. I, I sat by my computer today, and I got this down. I put Mark on, about, on my computer about a 05 when he was speaking <laughs> so, I could, so I could catch what he's saying because I, you can't keep up with Mark Butler, I'll tell you that. <laughs> You'd have to be real good on that computer. <laughs> so anyway... What do I mean by a spirit of newness and freshness? Some of you, and more than one, I mean a spirit of newness is coming. What do you mean by, what, by that? And he, he got a little bold right here, and he just said, well, it's newness. <laughs> he didn't say it real lightly. He said, you're not getting it. You're not getting it. It's newness. And, and then he's going on to say, and there's just going to be some things that you just are going to be fresh and new. Can anybody handle any fresh and new? I mean, he's going to change you. Oops, oops. Are you ready to get changed? Amen. From being ordinary, you have some extraordinary things come over you. Now, I don't know who this guy was or who this girl was or whoever it was. If they, were, if they were here and got a hold of this, it was a good thing. The cool thing is that you are going to start thinking differently and start talking and saying some things differently. What's going to happen is people around you are going to say, 
Okay, time out. So I take that out. Somebody knew this person, persons, real well. Right? Whoever it might be. Time out. What did you do? What happened to you? You married that person? That isn't you. (laughs) Seriously, it is a spirit of newness. What I mean, God is going to change something in you, whoever that person was, because he wants you to be a vessel. You are a chosen vessel, according to Acts 19, 15, 9, 15, I'm sorry. So you are a chosen vessel, this person was. Now, is there somebody here that can relate to this? I mean, really, is there, I mean, basically, it could be any one of us. Or one of us. Amen. But you have to be bold this day and hour that we live in when you hear things like this and don't wait. You need to jump up on your feet and say, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me. Don't think about it. Just do it. That's me, that's me, that's me. Don't think about it. A lot of people miss it when they don't do that. Amen. Believe me, I have. All right. Been sitting right where everybody else is sitting. Uh, that, that must be for somebody else. So he says, seriously, it is a spirit of newness. What I mean, God is going to change something in you because he wants you to be a vessel and you are a chosen vessel. And then he goes on, and this is what caught me that Sunday. It just like it fell right in here because I don't know what it was. And he said, and, and there are some assignments. What does that mean? There are some, and he said it twice, there are, are some assignments. Then he said it again. There are some assignments. What that meant to me was, God is looking for people to get up and start moving, and the assignment that he's going to give you, he cannot give you until you're willing to get it. Amen? Now, this, is, this, is, this was God talking to, the Holy Spirit talking to Pastor Mark, not to Sam. And he's saying, God is going to anoint you as you move and go. And then Pastor said in that, Pastor said, you can't make these things up, guys. (laughs) And then he goes on to say, you got to move and you got to go. Seems like the words go. God anoints those who are going, not those that are, this is going to hurt, sitting. That caught my attention. That caught my attention. Because... Actually, I hope he's listening, but I have a friend that I always ask him what God called him to do. And he was involved in the ministry before. And he says, well, I'm going to sit. <laughs> That's all I'm going to do is I'm going to sit. And I says, well, you've got a big congregation. Because <laughs> a lot of people are sitting today and not going. Right? And, and I can be guilty because I'm not always going either. I got the same excuses you got. Well, I wasn't called to do that. 
<laughs> that ain't my ministry. I ain't called to do that. So somebody else must be called to do that. Well, who would that somebody else be? Weren't we all called someplace in the body of Christ? Has he not placed us in a place as Harvest Bible Church is growing and thinking that we can just sit and not help those that are coming in that front door and making sure that they're comfortable when they get into this church? All right? Kind of a change up, let's put it that way. Kind of a change up. We get comfortable and we don't even think about who's sitting way in the back and maybe needs help. Or wonders what's going on. And, we, and I believe that's just a wake-up call for us to see, see what's going to happen. But remember, God's not going to anoint you if you're sitting. In other words, what he's saying, I want to use you. I want to use you. <clears throat> so don't wait for the anointing. This is good. Don't wait for the anointing because the anointing is already in you. <laughs> there. Anointing, 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 anointing. Yeah, but I got a job. You can be anointed on your job. Yeah, but I got something wrong. You can be something wrong with you. You can still have anointing. Amen. You can't be, some of us can't be all there. We still have the anointing. <laughs> we might have a little gray matter, but we're still anointed. Amen. <laughs> but again, he goes on to say, but you are saying I'm waiting on someone to see if they're going to, ha if it's going to happen or that is happening, I, what is going to happen, I'm waiting. How many of us are waiting? Most of the time you hear, I hope Jesus comes back. I can't wait till Jesus comes back. I wish he'd hurry up and come back. I wish he'd hurry up and come back. Amen? Amen. But we got work to do, Jesus says. The Holy Spirit says we got work to do. So I can't come back if you're just sitting. I can't come back if you're just sitting. And if you're just sitting, there's no anointing out there. Amen? Remember, I didn't say that. But you're saying I'm waiting on someone. If you are, maybe that someone is sitting right alongside of you. Don't wait and say I'm waiting for this to happen. No, very bold. You get out and start to move in the direction as God speaks to your heart. He has already anointed you and there will be a spirit of newness and a spirit of freshness. How many of us need that? How many of us need that? How many of us are going to be like a dog and go after it? Amen. Hallelujah. And I'm going to get uh, my, what would, I, what, I, what would I call her back there? <laughs> my, my verse person. <laughs> my, not my worst. My, <laughs> bring my verse up. Luke 4, 18, 19. 
It's going to come up for you. <laughs> we got it? I can read it. I got it here. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Everyone say this when I read it. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim the liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Receive that. Don't say you can't. We can. Amen? Because if we say we can't, that word's going to become a lively thing in us, and we can't. We won't. The more we say it, the more we believe it. I can't do that. Can't do that. So anyway, that was the end of it. Uh, actually, I added the Luke 4, 18, 19. But after I got all done with that, I took some, uh, had some notes came to me, and I started uh, meditating on them, and this is one of them. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. And I believe that's Joel 14. It's on there. Okay, she's got it. Multitudes and multitudes in the valley of decision. Are you in the valley of decision trying to make a decision? Because basically when we are, sometimes we'll talk ourselves out of the decision we made. So basically we have to look at the multitudes that are in the valley of decision. Are we part of that multitude? No way. We're not. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. The sun and moon will be darkened and the stars no longer shine. The Lord will roar from Zion and the thunder from Jerusalem. The earth and the heavens will tremble, but the Lord will be a refuge for his people, a stronghold for the people of Israel. Amen. So that offsets what we're, we're supposed to do. That means we have it. That means we're not in that area. And, I, and then I got four things here. That I, or actually, I got uh, nine things here that I wrote down. I sense we as believers of the church have to work on getting a strong spirit of discernment. We have to start discerning what's real and what's not real. We have to have that discernment because there's a lot of things still going to happen, even as we think everything was going in circles for a while, there's a lot of things that are going to still happen. And we have to discern that. We need, the, we need to have the ability to judge what is well, you know? So, number two, we need to work on developing our growth in the Holy Spirit and maturing in what the Word of God is telling us. How many of you know God, I always say this, and I know He's not done with us, but I always say, you know, God has about done all He can do. And Jesus has done all He could do. And basically, it's up to us to do what we need to do. Amen? We can say, well, Jesus, come back. Well, if he comes back, we're all out of here right now. Amen? Everybody born again in here tonight? Born again, born again, born again. Hallelujah. Amen. So basically, 
if you're born again, we have no problem, all right? Someplace along the line, we're going to be caught up out of here. And then increase the fruit of the Spirit. We've got to work on Galatians 5, 22 and 26. And it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is what? Number one. Say it louder. Love. Let everybody hear it. Love. All right. What's the second one? Joy. Joe, man, joy. We got somebody with joy over there. Hallelujah. <laughs> and peace. Come on, that was a little bad. Peace. Has everybody got peace? Everybody's got peace. Amen. Long suffering. Uh, <laughs> everyone say long suffering. Kindness. When was the last time you was on the interstate? <laughs> That'll catch you every time. <laughs> everyone say kindness. Goodness, Goodness. Faithfulness. faithfulness. Say, I am, I am. Faithful. faithful, gentleness, gentleness. and self control. Amen. Amen. If you heard yourself say that, you got it. Amen. But it's not just for tonight, it's for every day that we should work on the fruit of the Spirit. And against there is such no law, and those who are in Christ have crucified the flesh. Ooh, talking about crucifying the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, Envying one another, let's be a happy family. Amen. A happy church. Right? So, looking at those qualities, uh, basically, I'm watching my time here. I've got 10 minutes. Do you all know who you are in Christ Jesus? Or do you just have a driver's license and you know you who you are when you look at your driver's license? Or at your bills? Oh, my. <laughs> they know who you are, right? But we, we need to work on who we are in Christ Jesus. Amen? Every day we should be telling ourselves who we are in Christ Jesus. So I'm going to just pick on a few of you. Hopefully I'll help you out. So, Carol, who do you say you are in Christ Jesus? I'm a child of the Most High God. Uh huh. Hallelujah. All right. How about front row here? I was just going to say, I'm a child. Oh. <laughs> okay, we got two. How about over here? You. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's everybody else got that. Okay, I'm just going to give you some, give you some. Sylvia, who do you say you are? Right. I mean, we just heard this Sunday, I believe, 2 Corinthians 5.17. What are we? New creatures in Christ Jesus. 
And then he says, I am redeemed from what? The curse of the law. I am led by the Spirit of God. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. I'm an heir of God and an, an, a joint heir with Jesus. I am blessed coming in and going out. <laughs> I am blessed with all spiritual blessings. That's right. See, if we do that every day, just once in a while, we would be different attitude, right? Yes. Amen? Yes. Okay. You have Head to... and not the tail. <laughs> okay. All right. Head and not the tail. That's right. This is a good one. I am healed by Jesus' stripes. Amen? That's sometimes a tough one, but it's there. I am above and not beneath. I'm established in God's word here on this earth. Are we building our house on the sand or are we building it on the rock? Sand is easier. But when the storms come, it's gone. Build on the rock. Build on the rock. Amen. So, them are just some things that I believe we have to get confessing. Let's put it that way. I mean, do we have any Catholics in here? Used to be Catholics? Yeah, one over there, one over there. You know what? Catholics got the confession down. <laughs> they're, they're confessing, Right? So we have to do the same. We have to confess. We have to get it in us so it will come out of us right when we're talking to somebody else. Amen. We have to talk what Jesus talked. We have to talk what God wants us to talk, not what the weather's doing, not what's going to happen in, in a couple days, not what's going to happen with whatever diseases are going around. We have to talk by the word of God that by Jesus' stripes, if what anything that tries to touch me, I am healed, I am healed, I am healed in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I will, I will not let any weapon come before me. I will not let any weapon touch me. Yeah, amen. amen. For the weapons of our warfare are what? Not carnal, but mighty. Mighty in God. And, and you know, he just gets pleased when you say them kind of things. God just is rejoicing, rejoicing. And this, I like this one. This one we all have to work on. I am, say that, I am an, imitator an imitator of Jesus. Of Jesus. Ooh, an imitator. That means we do what he has done. And we might get the same that he did get done. We never know, Right? Okay, I got a few more minutes here. I got at least six minutes left. I'll get you to say some more things here. Say this with me. This is confession. Say, God is what he says he is. 
I am what he says I am. God has what he says he has. I have what he says I have. God will do what he says he will do. I can do what he says I can do. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's just, that is something. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I'm going to give the five minutes and I'm going to share one thing with you here real quick. Know this. God has made a place for your gift, whatever it might be. Whatever it might be. You might be a good house cleaner. You might be something good that somebody else can't do. But we have to start knowing who's what and where. Because we want to use those people. Jesus wants us to use those people. You say, well, I don't don't know. I really have never thought about that. But he said in the word, he says, your gift will make room for you among great men. So the more you go... The more you go, the more you go and not question where you're going. Just ask God if this is where I'm supposed to go. And he'll give you something. You've got to start hearing something down in here and getting away from up here. Amen. You've got to let your spirit talk to your mind, not your mind to your spirit. Amen. I always say we're only 12 inches away from a miracle. From here to here. And from here to here, we have no miracle. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, and, and you know, you know, in, in, I believe it was Matthew, if she can bring that up, I think it's 16. Matthew 16. sixteen uh, through 20, chapter 16. We've got to do this quickly. Well, okay. There we go. Well, anyway, then he commanded his disciples that we should tell no one that he was Jesus the Christ. Uh, You're on 20. I need 16 before 20. Okay. Simon Peter answered, said, You are the Christ, the Son of a living God. 17. 17. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this what? I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not what? Prevail against it. And I will give you, what's he going to give us? The keys of the kingdom of heaven... And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now notice, then he, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, and notice what he's saying. I will give you what? The keys. To the kingdom. To the kingdom. To the kingdom. So, let me ask you just a question tonight. What kind of problem do you have Ask yourself that question. Is it a sickness? 
Is it a disease? Is it whatever it is? The key, key is right here for whatever you're going through. If it's depression, there's a key for that. You've got to go and find where it goes into what part of the Bible you need to get it from. Don't depend on Sunday morning and Wednesday night because tomorrow's another day. But you have the keys to the kingdom of God and everything that he's done in the word of God. He has given you that key to get over whatever you got going. It can be a plus. It can be a minus. If you're struggling financially, he says, I will supply all your needs according to the riches of glory through Christ Jesus. That's a key. That's a key. You just got to find the lock that it goes into. You got to do the searching. You can't have somebody else tell you everything. Right? You might be all alone sometime and you need that key. And God's got the key for you. Amen? So take the key because the only place that you never needed a key was in, uh, in Revelation when he says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and sup with him and he with me. There was no lock on that door. There was no doorknob on the door that had to be opened. You open the door and he will come in. There's no door to lock. Amen? So take the keys. There's power, power in the keys. Amen? It's 8 o'clock. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen. And don't forget, Saturday is men's breakfast here right at the church. Hallelujah. And, and basically, we're looking for all you men to come out because we got work for you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do it right now. Ushers, come on. Uh, let's take the offering, the tithing offering. <laughs> well, I did what I could. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. In 801. Thank you, Lord, for all these that are giving, Father God, in Jesus' name. And we just thank you, Father, whatever it was, what, the amount, Father, whatever it might be, that you just replenish whatever they given, and Father, and running over in Jesus' name. And we just thank you and we praise you. Hallelujah. And we just give you the praise. We give you the glory. One more thing I got to show you is I brought a jar here with a lid on it. And the thing about the jar with the lid on it, this is every one of us. We have put everything that we have gotten and we put it in the jar and then we put the lid on and we're now afraid to open the lid. Because who's going to open it for you? So whatever you got, whatever hurt, whatever it is, whatever it is, you can't put the lid on it and hold on to it forever. Amen? So get somebody to turn your lid and guess who that is. That's right. If you need love, turn the lid off. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you. Everyone got the lid? (laughs) 
who wants the lid? <laughs> All right, you're dismissed. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Harvest Bible Church in Stockton, California. If you live in the area, we would love to have you join us at one of our services on Sundays and Wednesdays. You can check us out at harvestbibleonline.org for location and times. We hope to see you soon.